0: <laughs>
1: Everybody and happy Wednesday. Wednesday it is. It's a new episode of No Other Pod. Dropping in your earphones. I'm Jimmy along with my good friend Dan. Dan, how is it going in Chicago?
2: We, It's going good. We are back to please those holes of your ears, folks. With the <laughs> weekly installment. That sounded a lot weirder uh, than it did in my head. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Just gearing up. For this SKC season, uh, pretty excited about that jersey launch. We got a lot of people with mixed feelings about it, and we're going to talk all about that nonsense today. Absolutely. Yeah, well, uh,
1: we had a little bit of a sneak peek of the jersey a couple weeks ago. I know we told you guys that we liked it. but the- We
2: know people. <laughs>
1: we got people who know people. Uh, but... I think we also said that this might be one that's a a little bit controversial and and it it has proved to be the case. So um we will talk about everything's
2: controversial these days, man.
1: It is. It is no matter what New Jersey
2: is absolutely racist. (laughs) So we'll talk about (laughs) everything
1: all 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 the reaction that, that we've gotten to the Jersey, um as well as uh Some of the big deadline day moves that happened with players leaving MLS, of course, MLS transfer window hasn't even opened yet for players coming in. But we'll we'll touch on all of that later. Uh, But yeah, man, Chicago, you guys survived like negative fifty degrees. You're you're still there, right?
2: Oh, whoo! That got bad, man. That 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 froze your nose hairs together. That was uh, I never felt (laughs) anything like that in my life. I was like, okay. My coat's doing good. I'm doing good out here. And then ten minutes into it, it like cuts through, and I'm like, my coat is irrelevant. It's not working anymore. We gotta yeah. go. Uh, yeah, I
1: I saw my- there was like a, a spree of of crimes where people were stealing like eight hundred dollar like goose down coats,
2: and uh, Bro, in the Chicago are. area.
1: And I now I mean now, I
2: don't have that. Yeah. I don't have the Canada goose one. I have the North face, but it's still pretty nice. So uh, I was like looking at people all shady all week. I was like, don't you be stealing my coat? I will mess (laughs) you up, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I've heard, I mean, $800 is a lot for a coat, but then I heard someone on another podcast uh, that I was listening to saying that $800 for, you spend $800 on a Canada goose coat. Like it, it just feels like you're just walking in a normal day. And apparently if you have $800 lying around, it's worth it. Or you can just go steal one from somebody.
2: So. Uh, or you could go pay hospital bills for pneumonia. How about that? <laughs> or hypothermia. Yeah, there is that option as well. So mine was not $800 though. I don't got, I don't got that kind of money. I got not like $200 do. North face money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even then it's like once every five years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I do not envy you and the negative 50 degree weather you have, even though it is cold, there is some freezing rain going on right now in the, in the KC area. But, um, yeah. You know where it was not cold was Arizona, and that is where Sporting That's KC right. has spent much of January and February, and they're about to head back there. But they had a series of three more scrimmages against FC uh, Tucson trialists and one against FC Arizona, and they won two of the three of them, and the third one was really just backup SKC people, like a lot of Park players, even. So that was a scoreless draw. But man. Sporting KC has not allowed a single goal in the preseason so far. So I don't know what to make of that because of who they're playing, but I don't know what what, what does this mean anything?
2: I don't think it I don't think it means a whole lot. Do you? I mean it's, uh, it doesn't feel like it anyways.
1: I mean, I guess if anything it can give the defense confidence if you can think of it that way. I don't know how much confidence they gain playing against fc tucson trialists but uh i mean i do like seeing kellen rowe getting in there um scoring a 20 yard volley and then graham Zusi. did you see the video of graham Zusi's goal from 25 yards out splinter likes it oh, I have a...
2: dude <laughs> i'm sorry clearly guys we're recording this in the middle of the day normally my dog gets locked up in the closet with my wife that sounds awful but she she helps wrangle the dog. So right now, if you hear me yelling obscenities at him, just ignore it and move on. Shut shut your mouth! Like I, I'll I'll kill him! I'll kill him! But uh, all well, right, let's move forward. No, I'm not gonna. I would never do that. I but I'm upset I even said that. What were we talking about, bro? I'm I'm heated did, now. I'm fired up. Did
1: you see kill the, the Graham Zusi volley oh, from 25 yards volley. out?
2: And how he was just like, all right, let's go back, boys. Uh, we got to go back to the kickoff. <laughs> what, what do you mean? You're just going to jog back. You're not going to – and no one really came up around him to be like, damn, dude, that was a great shot. No, everyone just jogged back like that's that's what Zusi does on a reg, on a reg base. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, even
1: yes, against FC Tucson trialists. But, look, that could be against me and goal. And just getting the ball to do what it did from 25 yards out on the first time, that's seriously impressive. So yes. I don't think, yes, it I is. don't think it being against the lower division side takes anything away from, from ah. that. Um, Christian Namath ah. scored Johnny Russell scored, um, Namath scored again. Like there, it was just goal after goal after goal. Jerso earned a penalty kick and Johan stepped up and put the ball on the bottom right corner. Gianluca Buzio scored, Eric Hurtado scored. I mean, this was just, it was like FIFA. Like the goals just kept coming and coming. Um, And I know I've said this before, but I just really like that there's all of these new faces, Roe, Hurtado, um, they're all stepping up. And Ronnie Wallace from the previous games, and they're getting involved in the scoring. So that makes me feel good. So. That's what
2: it's very exciting that everyone's getting involved. Um, You got to think it builds some kind of confidence to even not allow goals. I mean, it doesn't matter who it's against. And and the fact that you're putting goals on the board as well. I know they're proud. They're basically playing a a blind high school of Arizona or something, but they at least were having, you know, that builds confidence no matter who you're playing. it, It helps get your confidence up. I think I would think it does.
1: I think so too. I, I mean, why I mean, does I, why does yeah.
2: KU basketball play Washburn University? Because they're actually going to get beat by Washburn University? Hell no! <laughs> Not for a long time, anyways.
1: Um, yeah. So I mean, I I agree with you. I think that there is a lot to be said for just getting out there, getting in game shape, building confidence, keeping opponents scoreless. Um, yeah. It's it's just it's something that hey, you know what? Even if it is against lower division sides, it's uh, it's totally fine. Um, we did have a question from our boy Kyle Orenberg. Uh, he says, I worry about how ready we will be for the first leg of CCL. We haven't really played anyone in preseason. I would have liked to see at least one preseason game against an informed top-level team. Uh, I do think we'll play a couple of MLS teams and some scrimmages coming up here, but... You can't really play. I mean, this is sort of the curse of MLS, right? It's just the way the schedule is. You're not going to play any real informed top level teams before CCL because CCL starts before the MLS season. So there's nothing really we can do there, right?
2: That is true. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else you could do. I mean, the fact that we started preseason before everyone else anyways is incredibly weird you know so we didn't we couldn't have had any matchups against other mls teams cuz they didn't even start till like 2 weeks after we did
1: yeah you know you're 100% correct like what sporting kc i think did the best that that they could do um considering that yeah there there weren't any other mls teams out there training so you kind of had to to go out there and um and play against some some lower division competition um you know there will be a game against the Houston Dynamo on uh, Wednesday, February thirteenth. I mean, that's really the only game against an MLS team ahead of Toluca. So, um, hey, it is what it is. Sporting KC are, are doing what they can, but um, I don't know. Having said that, Toluca, did you see this in the in the latest edition of tracking Toluca on SportingKC.com? Uh, they had that their. They are not winning games. Yeah, third straight shutout defeat after following 2 two zero to Tijuana. So they're uh, they're in eleventh place in the Liga MX table right now. They've been scoreless in two hundred and eighty minutes. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I'm not certainly not going to say I'm confident, but are, but I'm also not going into this game thinking, oh, we're going to lose. I mean, I don't think you are
2: either, right? Um, no, I am definitely not feeling confident, but I think we're going to catch them at the right time. Yeah, I think,
1: I think you're, you're exactly right. We're going to catch them at the right time. Our new guys are kind of stepping in and, and doing a good job. Um, I think, I think we, we have a, a, a solid chance at, if we have a, a a good first home leg, um, but that first home leg is going to be so crucial. We can't go down to play on the road down. That's not going to work.
2: So... You kind of feel like you want to grab a couple goals, get a shutout, and hope that you can go down there and not, you know, not lose by more than two or something like that. You know.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think look, if we if we go down there, like if we keep them scoreless and we win two zero, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Three zero, I'm feeling great. You get into three one or two one, I start feeling a little nervous because of that away goal. So
2: we saw well, and we have reason to feel pessimistic, I mean, history and numbers have shown that m l s teams just don't do well in this competition, but I feel like I don't know, man, we got a good squad, a good roster of guys that are pretty fired up about it. I mean, Johnny Russell was getting interviewed saying like he's never played in any kind of champions League, so this is very exciting for him, and he's gonna be fired up dude it's uh it's gonna be great, and i I'm very envious of all of you that get to go. Uh, see the game on February 21st. We should be pretty close to having a weather forecast for that game, like an extended forecast, seeing what seeing what the temp's going to be. Yeah. I want to know if you guys are going to freeze your buns off or if
1: it's going to be decent. Well, uh, it looks like I've been looking at the weather 15 days out, and I know that that's not smart in Kansas City. Like, <laughs> It'll change a uh-huh. million times over. But uh, it's been looking like it's been in the upper 30s or 40s, starting to warm up a little bit. So hopefully – we don't have freezing rain and
2: negative four degrees when it comes to play Toluca. That would be nice. Um, um, okay. God damn it. <laughs> <He's laughs> pissing me off. dude. There's, there's people in the hallway and I'm about to be like, Hey, you Fox, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> this is like, and then slam the door in their face. I think this is a fantastic
1: look for our listeners behind the curtain at what all it, ta- this is what we go oh, through every week to bring our wonderful content to you so
2: if you all knew how angry i actually get it's (laughs) i can't breathe it's Um, so bad it's okay splinter hasn't made
1: a guest appearance in a long time so he's he's long
2: overdue um long overdue i'm 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 sure listeners really love that shit i'm fired (laughs) up okay uh so
1: bob and weave our fellow friend and uh, and listener bob and weave wants to know what do we bob think the,
2: the lineup will look like in 2 weeks um so i mean we'll put out a, a strong lineup right i mean we're not going to go play some backups against champions league competition will we no not at all i think it'll be our a
1: number 1 team um if anything i think we'll have a softer lineup in that first game against lafc but i think peter I think Peter wants to go like prove a point in champions league. I know he's been sort of hedging his bets, but I don't think he's going to go out there with a crap lineup. And I think he'd rather get an early lead at the home leg in the champions league and know that he's got 33 more games in MLS than worry about taking LAFC out on the road. If we can get a draw against LAFC, I think I'll be perfectly fine. Um, and I'm willing to do that if it means a win against Toluca. So I don't know.
2: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Um, do you think if you had to put money on it now, which, you know, it's still a little early, you think we, we're getting Seth Sinovic or you think we're getting Rodney Wallace at left back for that game? For Toluca?
2: Um Oh man. I don't know. I I, I haven't really seen Rodney Wallace. It's kind of hard to say. Um Yeah, that's a coin flip in my in my book. So I, I've I've convinced
1: myself both ways. Like part of me is like, well, I think Seth Sinovic because he's the one that's familiar with uh, Beesler and Zussi at least, even though Fontes will probably be new next to Biesler, um along the back line. Um, but then again, I'm like, yeah, but Rodney Wallace is faster and, and Toluca is going to come in with some speed. So I wonder if it's better to have Wallace's speed and then uh, Seth can play against LAFC against an opponent he's seen before. I don't know. So I think I'm leaning. Wallace might start yeah. at left back against
2: Toluca, but that's a good plan. That's a good point, dude. I mean, why not put Seth in for some MLS competition, you know, and let Rodney go nuts uh, in, in in Mexico? That, that sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the like higher the risk, higher the reward type thing with Wallace. You put him back there, let him bring a little bit more of an attacking threat, also a little bit more speed, and, and hope that he can sort of hold his own against the uh, Liga MX uh, side. So. Yeah, we'll see. Um yeah, for
2: sure. Other than that? It's exciting, dude. Every week we talk about this. I we sound like broken records like, "Oh, soccer's coming, soccer's coming." But it's like it is fun. I mean, it's it's so exciting, man, and and I don't know. I could talk about it all day with you. It's a good time.
1: Yeah, can't wait. Man, we're getting so close. We're so close to uh real life Sporting yeah. KC soccer at Children's Mercy Park. I can almost taste it. Um
2: jazz hands
1: (laughs) (laughs) so looking forward to that uh thank you guys for the questions on that the other big topic of the week for sporting kc was kit launch we knew this was coming we knew we were gonna have a kit launch party we knew we weren't gonna see the jersey until the kit launch party and then we saw the jersey before the kit kit launch launch. party (laughs) um yeah yeah it's kind of weird. How do you feel about that? I think I, I I was so look. I, I was planning on going to the kit launch party. Um, I, I was moving things around schedule wise. I was going to go, we even told people I was going to go and then they launched it. And then a couple other things came up and I was like, man, now that they've launched it and we don't really get to see people's first reactions at the party. And I have a couple other things that I still kind of need to do. Is it worth me driving 40 minutes out of my way to go to it?
2: And ultimately I decided it was not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but, well, why do they why do they make an event and make it feel so exclusive, and then they just release it on Twitter anyways? Like, why yeah. why do that?
1: Well, that's the thing that I'm confused about. Is like, it really feels like it took the wind out of the sails of this party because I was excited to get there yeah. and have have the anticipation of what is the jersey gonna be? Who's gonna be the first one out to reveal it and sort of have that buzz going on? I knew I wasn't gonna buy the jersey that night. I hadn't pre ordered it. I'm trying to be healthy, so I wasn't gonna be drinking alcohol there. And so I was really going for that buzz and excitement of the kit launch. And then they just took all of that away when they just decided to tweet it out like four hours before the party.
2: Um, so that was a little disappointing I don't get to it. me. I, I mean, it's kind of fun. I mean, there's a little hype on Twitter. And, and if you want to say, you know, if you want to say we didn't enjoy it, I mean, look at all the people that they were asking for retweets to to reveal some of the kit. And people kept retweeting, man. They kept going. And so like, it's not like people didn't enjoy it at all, but there were some people that were like, wow, well, I did feel kind of exclusive. You know, you got, had to go request a free ticket or whatever. And, and, and if you bought the Jersey ahead of time, you got to, you know, do your meet and greet and all that. And I don't know, just felt kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think I'm okay with them teasing it. Like, I I liked what they were doing, and I thought that's what they'd do, is then they'd, like, tease part of the, like, pattern, and then people would be like, oh, my God, what's happening? And then you wouldn't see the full thing until the reveal. And then they had that one tweet, and they're like, 500 retweets, and we'll release the whole dang thing. And then it got to 500, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I thought they might do a joke about, like, just kidding, we'll release it
2: tonight. And then they just tweeted it. So... (laughs) Oh, that'd be worse. (laughs) If they did that, that'd be so much worse than actually releasing it early. Just kidding, you suckers. (laughs) (laughs) Give us all those retweets and then uh, we'll stab you in the back. Um... Well, now let's talk about the reception here on this. Like some people like it and you and me, we kind of dig it. But I really can't unsee the fact that people are pointing out that it looks like tire tracks. And I'm like, oh, did you have to say that?
1: Did you have to say it? well and did you have to say it in a way where then port you like someone said oh, oh is this dance. a representation of of what portland did to us in the playoffs which no, no. it's not because we weren't did you steamrolled see portland, by portland timbers
2: yes portland replied it makes oh, me boy. so mad i'm like god how would you ever be a portland fan
1: I, they're the worst i hate them all
2: it's the worst even if they're family
1: <laughs> um i hate them all but I just yeah a, a lot of people very mixed reviews Ugh. of of this jersey, which we kind of knew um if you haven't seen it, where have you been? but it's it's got these How diagonal does it feel, s- I wonder well, that's a good question because, because
2: like there's there's been different material over the years, right,
1: and they even fit differently like we you and I always get the authentic ones because we like the two stars Bro. And we like
2: we like the material and the black one the black one fit a little big, yeah, I remember that.
1: Like there's the, the, the primary kit the year before was a little tight. Like they tell you it's slim fit, but it was a little tight,
2: little tight on my arms. I liked it. And then you got
1: the black one and same size. And I was like, Oh, this is a little bit baggier. Like, so I don't know. a night shirt. (laughs) It's, it's, it's It's interesting. Um, this one it's, it's a crew cut, like a t-shirt, normal t-shirt cut on, on the neck. Um, it's got right. the light sporting blue and then it's got some like faded darker blue slash gray diagonal stripes that some people have described as tire tracks as you said um it's a little rough skid marks Eek. but i i like this i like this because it's different and because it's unique and because it's not a template that i've seen other teams anywhere in the world use um now, because I've said that someone will probably tweet me a picture of like some fourth division Madagascar team that uses this template, but like, this to me is the first time I've seen this jersey. So I like it, but what I mean, I, what are your thoughts? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Um, you're indifferent? What do you think?
2: I like it because every year sporting wants to put out a jersey that it is something you could wear to a movie or to a restaurant or to a club. I mean, they 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 don't want it looking like a jersey. They want it looking like everyday apparel, dude. And they succeed at that every year, in my opinion. I feel like they do a damn good job at that. Yeah,
1: that's a really good point. They've always said they want these jerseys to be things that you can wear out and about on the on the town. Things that you could wear. I don't know if you'd wear this one to a club or whatnot. I don't. I don't know what people wear at clubs because I don't go to clubs. Uh, <laughs> but they always say that they don't want them to look just like a sports Jersey. And I think they've accomplished that here. Um, I did have someone in my mentions. I agree. Say like, you know, those old like paper cups used to drink out of in like elementary school that had like the light blue and like purple sort of like paintbrushy design on it. Um, someone said it kind of looks like that. They sent a picture to me of it. It kind of looks like that. um, I don't know. I saw Kyle Orenberg said that he thinks it looks just like a T-shirt, so he's not a real fan. Um, someone else in my mentions said it's just bad, real bad. They don't look good, and he didn't think that the stripes really looked like they matched. So, a lot of mixed reception. Well, it's,
2: yeah, it's different. And you are you know what, dude? I'm I mixed on it every damn year. I mean, but the goalie jerseys look fire too by the way. I don't know if you saw any of that. But uh Yeah. This is this is a cool one. Overall, I'm okay with it. And I think uh you told me you said, you know, we'll just have to see it in person. We'll have to, you know, try it on, see how it fits. And, you know, I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, I am too. Um you know, Joshua Zars, he emailed us. He he thought it looked like tire tracks ran over us. Um Bob and Weave, I think he was pretty measured in his response. Can't please everyone with the new kit, but it's nice to shake things up. And
2: uh yeah, got to shake it up. Yeah, I, I think what he say about it like his wife Julie did not like it. Oh, I didn't see that one. Wait, is he joking with me? That's not his wife's name is No,
1: it? Julie is what we keep thinking her name is and it's not.
2: So he's mess he's messing with me. I got gotcha.
1: you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um Bob Bob's got the jokes. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, and, and someone, uh, a, a listener follower, uh, Leanne said this in, in a tweet to me, um, you know, some oh, yeah. people always look for reasons to hate the new kit. You know, if you do something conservative, they're like, people are like, oh, this is boring. And then you do something different and people are like, oh, this is crazy. It looks like a cartoon. So Sporting KC, I think, has just set the bar so high with jerseys over the years that no matter what they do now, I think people yeah. are probably disappointed in some way, right?
2: Well, and they've had this plan for years. I mean, they they probably already have next year's designed as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think you know a, a guy named Chad. He's the he's the lead designer on these things. I think, and him and his team always do a pretty good pretty good job on these. I don't see an issue with it. So, I, I, can I see tire tracks? Yes, it looks like tire tracks but please don't say that to me again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get that image out of my head.
1: Um, yeah. I saw someone from uh, MLS Communications say that it, it it's about an 18 month process for, for a total design process for these new jerseys. So yeah, that means that they're already well in into the design process for next year's new secondary kit. So,
2: um, right. And we're, and we'll probably get, you know, we'll get some uh, salute to service jerseys this year and we'll probably get a uh, you know, we'll get another retro jersey, I assume. We'll, we'll run out of retro jerseys, uh, uh, you know, eventually.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to probably go through the entire year-by-year history of the club, but it'll be interesting once they uh, get to out of the Kansas City Wizards era and into the Sporting KC era, um, what they'll do then. But, I don't know. So, long story short, I like it. I think you like it. We're going to buy it, like we always do. So... Absolutely.
2: Uh, it, it, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to say, it looks great, man. And, and those the the goalkeeper kit. I mean, he looks like he looks like he's in the ocean. I don't know if you've seen that. It looks like ocean water.
1: Yeah, I I
2: kind of like it. It's pretty cool. So I've never had a goalie kit, but I I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against it. Well, I am a fan.
1: We haven't seen the long sleeve version yet. At least I haven't. So. We don't know what Ilya will look like no, but I haven't either We know there's got to be one because Ilya won't play unless he has his long sleeve jerseys so gotta get that out soon that is true <laughs> um <laughs> right in other news this week, obviously we touched on because it broke mid podcast last week the copara trade um We've had a, a week to sort of digest this now. We know more of the details, 900000 in targeted allocation money, potentially another 100000 if Minnesota United make the playoffs. That's the incentive, so it could be up to a million. Um, Chad Smith on the Blue Testament did a really good breakdown of how this compares to other uh, center back trades, specifically Kendall Waston to FC Cincinnati or Nick Hagland to FC Cincinnati. Um, but did you read Ike's farewell message he posted on Instagram and
2: Twitter to everybody? I did read that. And I just want to kind of pose something out there. Um, I want to throw it out there. I'm, I'm more mad about this than the, um, than the Dwyer thing. Do you want to know why I've had some time to digest and and really talk about this? Tell me. Well, when Dwyer left, I know we kind of got pissed at him because of what he said afterwards like oh Peter didn't want me anyways Orlando's my home blah 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 okay whatever dude you have to say that I mean if you get traded to a, a team you're not going to bash that team you have to embrace those fans and and make make right make nice with them well Ike requested this trade people like he wanted out he wanted more money when in you know originally He signed a contract and then like a short, you know, less than a year later, he wanted more money. And it's like, then why'd you sign that contract, dude? Negotiating time was then not right now. So I I don't know, man. It seems a little immature. Um, I don't know how sports contracts work. Uh, I guess I hope he's happy up there. I'm sure he's freezing his bones off, but (laughs) that's why this irks me a little more than the Dom Dwyer trade is because Dom didn't request that one, but Ike did request this.
1: Yeah. The one thing I'll say in defense of Ike is like, you're right. He did sign a new contract and then basically a year later was like, Hey, I don't like this. But when he signed that new contract, he didn't really know that they were about to go sign his backup and pay him three times as much as Ike was getting paid. You know, if they had already signed Andrew Fontes the year before, Ike probably looks at that and goes, well, he's making a million dollars. I just won MLS defender of the year. I should at least be making that too or something close to it. Um, So I I don't necessarily blame Ike for looking at that and being like, wait a second, this doesn't seem fair. Like I'm starting over him. I'm a defender of the year, and and he's making three times as much. Now, where Peter very clearly got pissed is when this all became public. Um, Because Peter said in an interview, we were going to work to give Ike a raise. We were going to accommodate his request because we didn't want to trade him. And Ike apparently said he wanted to finish his career in Kansas City. But when as soon as that became public... Peter said that option went off the table because he did not want that to become a thing where any player or any agent could just go out and publicly say, hey, I want more money or trade me, and then Sporting KC would have to accommodate. So I don't know if that was Ike or Ike's agent or his manager or somebody in his camp or what, but that was the death blow to Ike staying in Kansas City was as soon as that got leaked public, Peter said, hey, we're not giving him a raise. We're either going to keep him as it is and he's going to be unhappy or we're going to trade him. So that was what was most telling to me. And I I don't think you can fault Peter for that stance, right?
2: Yeah, I guess not. I mean, that's got, got to do what you got to do. Got to do what's best for the team. I mean, why force someone to stay if they don't want to stay?
1: Yeah. So, I mean... Ike did put out this message. Please, everybody stop thanking me for my time in Kansas City. I should be the one thanking you. Thank you to the entire city for embracing me, supporting me, and loving me through the ups and downs. Uh, It's it's a two-page note. Thank you. I'm not going to read all of it, um, but you can go read it. Um, Some people were really appreciative of it. I I thought it was a nice little touch, um, but I don't know. It's... uh, it's an interesting trade and and you know I wrote a little pros and cons piece for for Blue Testament about it and you know I think all in all this is a positive trade for Sporting KC uh, cuz we get all that allocation money we have this player who was making a million dollars a year who's played in the Champions League or is it Champions League he's at least played in the Europa League uh Andrew Fontes um that I think it'll be really interesting to see how he fits in so peter said he's different than ike so who what that means exactly i don't know he's he's not going to be as athletic as Ike probably but it'll uh Could
2: be exciting maybe maybe he's different in that he doesn't have to clean up his own mistakes as much as ike
1: i mean that's a thing that did happen with ike a lot i mean i i know whenever it happened you would text me you'd be like god damn it ike um there
2: he goes just trumping it up again
1: yeah <laughs> he uh I don't know if he like that phrase used around him, but uh, he... Uh, <laughs> I don't like it either, but it fits. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he, he would get a little aggressive at times, and then he was athletic enough a lot of times to make up for it, but sometimes he needed to use his athleticism to, to make up for mistakes that maybe he didn't have to make in the first place. I don't know. So Right. Absolutely. But now we have Beisler. We got Andrew Fontas. We got Botan Barath. And uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to you to uh, introduce Sporting KC's newest acquisition announced earlier today, right before we, uh, we started recording. So you want to give a go at this, this name?
2: Oh, <laughs> you're talking about, uh, oh, geez. <laughs> when you pull it up, when you pull it up, you're just like, it's like a teacher doing roll call. And you're just like, Johnny Smith? <laughs> okay present and uh oh fuck. <laughs> that like, guy it's like the key and Piel, uh, uh, ad
1: or uh, sketch they do <laughs> with all that yeah names. the
2: like A. A. Ron, is that what we're talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well this would be uh this would be Abdul uh, what <laughs> yeah yep that's probably it
1: <laughs> I'm almost positive it's that's... pretty it's
2: pretty close it's uh... it's Abdul uh, what about you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah sporting sp- i don't know did they post how to phonetically say his name well that's what i was just looking at and they did not
1: not in their uh oh, of course not because they, they don't want to try i don't know um abdul they were like uh not today abdul ratubaye that's what that would be my guess i don't know um probably had to pop that in google translate or something <laughs> but um he's a 22 year old center back from R- rwanda um He's gonna uh, there's a hotel down there. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh so now we have more more center back depth. He's 22. He's gonna take up an international spot. Um it's a one year contract only for this year. He's got options all the way through 2022, so it kind of really depends on uh how he performs this year. But this is kind of a cool tidbit, Sam McDowell tweeted out. It's believed that he's not only the only Rwandan player in MLS this year, but that he is the first ever Rwandan player in the history of MLS. So, kind of cool little tidbit. Wow. Um
2: that is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. He's uh he's right-footed. Um he's been with the the biggest club in Rwanda, Rayon Sports FC since uh 2016. He started his professional career when he was just 16 years old. Um, and he made his, uh, Rwandan national team debut at 19 and has earned 22 caps since then, um, in qualifications, uh, for the Africa Cup of Nations and the 20, uh, and the World Cup. So, um, I don't know. He probably won't start, but it's more depth. So I think, uh, I think this is potentially good. It says Seems- that it's the same scout who found Latif blessing. So that's encouraging, yeah, right?
2: Maybe a little Swope time for the guy.
1: Yeah, I think I think definitely. I mean, that's what they did with Latif is they brought him in and they had him start a couple games for Swope. And then they brought him up. I think he's probably going to get some starts early in the season with Swope after the SKC preseason, get his legs underneath him, get used to the system, and then come up to the first team. So I don't hate it. I like it. Um,
2: yeah, I dig it uh gotta have that depth and Ike leaves and he comes in so there you go solid
1: yeah and Vermees doesn't really hide the fact that he's going to be a a project type player he says he's a young guy and we we think he has some upside to him so we're excited to add him to the roster um yeah and and then he goes you know we have a model of play which we try to implement all the time some can adapt and adjust the right way. Others take time until I start working with the player. You know, I don't know what that progression is going to be like. So this is certainly not someone who's going to come in right away and, and just start. This is, this is a guy who will take a little bit more time. So, but Hey, um, could be good, but another potential project that sporting KC has lined up is, did you hear this rumor that we're interested in us men's national team midfielder and arsenal, uh, midfielder, Gideon Zalalem. That's a name that I haven't heard in a while. That's pretty cool. But yeah.
2: Hasn't really been playing much, but that's interesting.
1: I think, so apparently I learned that Sporting KC has his discovery rights, which basically means it's like a claim that they put on this player. Um, he's not some, Peter confirmed that they have interest in him. He said it's a complicated deal. And then Sam McDowell tweeted that they're still trying to get it done before the season. But to me, this feels like a really low risk, high reward type move because you're right, he hasn't played in a long time, but he's clearly got the skills. It's just he's been injured and hasn't really found his footing. But whether Gianluca Buzio eventually gets sold or Roger Espinosa retires or something, this you know, you bring in a a twenty two year old like Zalalem, you know, maybe two, three, four years down the road, you might have a, a decent player for your system, right? Kind of my thoughts at least i would think so so have you watched any of him at all or or seen any of his stuff i haven't really seen much of him because he's been so inconsistently playing
2: no not at all man i just know the name like that's that's all i know um so to me that's all he is is a name i I haven't seen him prove anything
1: yeah he's been one of those names that has just kind of been around like you've heard his name for a long time because of all of his potential i mean he started with arsenals academy when he was like 16 years old so i don't know it'll be cool to see if it happens it sounds like there's maybe like a 50 50
2: chance of it actually happening we don't really know yet but that's kind of cool i mean i'll we'll take it that's a you know a name can help things i mean it will definitely start a conversation for sure um
1: that's really, I, as far as I can remember, all of the Sporting KC news that really happened this week. Is there anything you think I'm I'm forgetting, or did we pretty much cover it all?
2: No, pretty abbreviated episode this week. Um, you know, the kit kit launch was pretty much the main thing this week. Um, you know, a few things happened around MLS, um, but Sporting News, that's pretty much it
1: yeah so the other other news around the league um, couple acquisitions, couple departures N y c f c paid eight and a half million dollars for a new designated player um Wow, which is kind of crazy. Do you see this guy? I don't know how you say his name either.
2: <laughs> I do not <laughs>
1: um he's a forward his name is Alexandru mitrita um he's he's coming over from a Romanian club. He's 23 years old. He's apparently supposed to be very highly touted. So I don't know much about him, but NYCFC has a new designated player. Um, obviously, the biggest transfer news in MLS was Miguel Almiron finally got sold to Newcastle for $27 million. Um, that's Which crazy. That's so is exciting. Now. Amount of money. Yeah, I mean that's good. Look, we hate on Atlanta and and their fans because they're awful, but this is good for the league to have a player like this come through MLS and then get sold for that much money, right? There's no other way to put it.
2: Yeah, I would think so.
1: Um, all while this, also while that was going on, Luciano Acosta from DC United was apparently almost sold to Paris Saint-Germain, but then wasn't. Did you read much about that story at all?
2: Dude, I did not. I just, I kind of saw you sharing it and I was like, that sounds nuts. I don't even, I don't have time to get into it. But what, tell us a little bit about it. So basically it sounds like DC
1: United almost got catfished by an (laughs) intermediary, which if for those of you who don't know what an intermediary is, it's basically someone who, they're not an agent, they don't work for a club, they just like know people. And they kind of, it's, really? it's not uncommon in international like you. transfers. You're <laughs> not, an intermediary. No, it's not me. I actually do know an intermediary um, who's, who's worked on some deals with, with clubs, but I am Weird. not an intermediary. What they'll do is they'll, they're there's somebody who can like off the record, go talk to a player or an agent and then go talk to a club. And they basically like backdoor hook up these deals. So this intermediary came to DC United and told them, Hey, I'm really close with PSG. They really like Lucho Acosta. They'll pay what you want for Lucho Acosta. And DC United was like, sweet, let's get on a plane and go to Paris. Didn't think to like get in contact with the club to confirm any of this. Fly to Paris with Lucho Acosta, get there, and PSG is basically like, well, we know this intermediary, but like, we're not that close with them. And no, we don't want to pay $15 million for Lucho Acosta, which is what you want. I mean, I guess we'll give you 9 million because we're PSG and we have $9 million lying around and we feel bad you flew all the way to Paris. Um, And DC was like, well, no, he's worth more than that. And PSG was like, okay, nine and a half million. And then DC United was like, no. And so PSG was like, okay, sorry. And then they flew back and that was the end of it. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's all according to Paul Tenorio and the athletic. But feels like DC United really kind of messed up by not confirming the information they were being told from this intermediary, and I feel bad for Acosta, because he thought he was gonna be on PSG, and next thing you know, he's still on DC, which is a little bit of a
2: letdown. But Okay. That sounds nuts, dude. And and to back up for a minute, our new player, Abdul. They did put a pronunciation of, out there on the site. Oh, did they? I missed that. You ready so for you gotta it? Hit me with it. It's Abdul. Yeah. It's Abdul Guadabaye. Guadabaye. Yeah, there's no. You don't even pronounce the R, dude. The R is basically a G, so it's guatu Guatubaye. Guatubaye. Huh.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I love it. Well, you say it fast. It's like bless you. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the club, Guadabaye. Um, goodbye, goodbye. that's fun but it's uh, like hey better 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> um anyway so yeah dc united being stupid and being dc united and then uh toronto fc transferred out sebastian Giovinco to saudi arabia for uh like two to three million dollars which is not a lot for sebastian Giovinco, but He's 32. He had one year left in this contract. So I don't know, man. Toronto doesn't look like they're going to be very good this year. They might have another subpar no playoff year without uh, without Giovinco. So,
2: yeah, people uh, and their players like to fight their coaches. So it's ultimately <laughs> very weird.
1: It is weird. They did bring in uh, former U.S. men's national team forward uh, Terrence Boyd, who's only 27. I, I mean, Boyd hasn't been around the men's national team for so many years that I thought he was like in his 30s, but he's 27. Um, but, you know, his salary is going to be around 200,000, whereas Giovinco was making like 6 million. So he's not a Giovinco replacement, but I don't know. I mean, look, Giovinco's making like 10 million euros now. So he got like a three times raise, but it's got to be some. Sh- it's 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 a totally different thing going from Toronto to Saudi Arabia. Like he must have felt really disrespected by Toronto to be willing to make that move, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I would think so, man. But it's a uh, you know, money talks. I mean, look at what you know, Christian Namath bounced out of Sporting Kansas City to go where the money talked, and he didn't enjoy himself because he played in a huge stadium with like fifty people watching him. So it was, I don't know. People are going to find out it's not what you think it is. It's just a cash grab. It's a cash grab. They'll go play for a year and then try to get out. Yeah, it's
1: uh, – I mean, you've seen a couple of MLS players do this going over to Turkey too, and it usually doesn't work out that well. Now, giovenco is a more established player, and you're right. This is purely a cash grab. It's his, probably his last big contract, um, but I don't know. We'll see. He's got a young kid. He said he really liked his his kid being born in Toronto – it's gonna be some uh, some culture shock going to such a vastly different country, but you know, I guess uh, I guess we wish him well in that case. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, the only, the, the biggest um, biggest news that's still going on is LA Galaxy still have four DPS and there's no movement on that front. So, um, Jonathan Dos Santos says that his brother will stay at the LA Galaxy without a doubt. But uh, someone's got to move, so I don't know. Atlanta solved their problem. LA still has to solve theirs. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there,
2: bro. These these big teams, uh, man. They <laughs> it's so funny to watch them, and and Sporting's just sitting back, going, "Well, see, this is why we don't uh, we don't pay just one or two guys, you know, millions of dollars. You know what I mean?" Yeah. Spread I spread the wealth.
1: Felipe is still sporting KC's highest player, paid player at like 1.6 million. And he wouldn't even crack the top five at some of these other clubs. Definitely not. So
2: and Johnny Russell, I think, got a little bit of a raise as well. So I mean he's he's up there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the DPs this year will probably be um Felipe and uh Roger Espinoza and Johnny Russell. Because Johan um and uh oh god who was the other dp i'm blanking on right this year it was roger and johan and felipe okay so then oh sorry no roger's probably not going to be a dp it's probably going to be Namath, just because of his salary and felipe and johnny russell so dude all, a number they can all still be bought down though if we need to like we still got room to add in
2: another designated player level talent so do you think Namath can perform to, to dp qual i don't know I, I, I got nothing.
1: I don't know if he is really a designated player level player. I think he ha- he'll he probably be classified as one just because of his salary right now, which is about a million dollars. Thank you, New England. Um, but if they find another player, they can buy him down with, with Tam, no problem. and And then they can bring in another designated player. So I'm not too worried about that. But, Fair enough. Um, lat, lat, only other thing I had to, to mention was um, Taylor Twelman kind of commented on this report that was going around of uh, a tournament between MLS and Liga MX. Um, you know, I think we, we talked about this a, a little bit before, but it seems to be gaining uh, more steam and more attention. Um, Taylor Twelman says, I think it's vital relationship between Liga MX and, and Major League Soccer, especially with 2026 coming down the road, which will in the World Cup will be. Um, I think the Super League competition from 2007 to 2010 was before its time. Now I think there's a place for it as long as the timing is right. So would you want to see another summer? This will be a summer tournament, eight teams featuring top teams from MLS and top teams from Liga MX. Um Oh, sorry. No, that was, that was the super league. But if they did something like that again, would you be in on that? Or would you think it's just, it's, it's going to congest an already busy
2: year, dude. I'm always in for like more soccer, uh, more competitions. But I, I think, I think from like manager standpoint, I don't think everybody's for that. I mean, that's pretty hard to juggle your roster. I mean, you're probably stuck calling, calling on some USL guys, maybe getting some Academy kids in there. Um, But I think I think as a consumer standpoint, we always want more competitions, right? We want more. I mean, how many people are just totally upset when the NFL's over? Unless you watch the Super Bowl, then you couldn't wait for it to be over. But like, they're like, "Man, we gotta (laughs) wait. My team just lost. I gotta wait a whole, you know, nine months, ten months to see them again." That's true. Soccer's all year round, man. Soccer's year round.
1: Yeah. Well, and a tournament like that would almost make it legitimately year-round for the teams that play in it because That's crazy. You know, it, if it's in if it's in the winter, uh then there's pretty much no off-season cuz Sporting KC played right up until December and we were back in preseason in January. You do an 18 tournament that takes up pretty much that off-season. And
2: they don't now, get paid enough for that crap. The, <laughs>
1: Well, no. So then you start wondering, okay. Well, did you have to make it a summer tournament? But then you already got the U.S. Open Cup, you got MLS play. Then sometimes every two years you got Gold Cup or World Cup. Like it starts getting kind of crazy. So, but I don't know. EPL they have what the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup and the regular – they got like all the different cups.
2: So that's true. They can. I figure mean, I'm it not out, against it. Like their their FA Cup is similar to our U.S. Open Cup, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And so, so we don't have we don't have a competition that's like Carabao Cup. We don't have Europa League. We just have Champions League, you know. So it would be interesting. I mean, yeah. we've always tried to mimic what uh what Europe does because it's successful. So I think it'd be I think it'd be yeah. interesting.
1: Although I have heard rumors, and this, there's nothing official to this yet, but I have heard rumblings of there might be some movement to try to get a CONCACAF version of the Europa League started within the next few years. That's so, pretty cool. We'll see. You thought flying to uh, to Trinidad on a Thursday night was bad enough for Champions League. Wait till you fly to Trinidad to play a worse team on a Thursday night for the CONCACAF Europa League. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> there you go. It's um, quite a bit of travel for sure, but uh, you know what? <laughs> Let's plan some vacations, bro.
1: <laughs> Be pretty cool. I know uh, we had Bob and Weave saying he was willing to jump in the car on the move as we were going up to Minnesota. So yeah, I know. We ain't just got to figure out to yeah. Now just figure out how to jump in the plane when we're flying to God knows where for Champions <laughs> League. The <laughs> good times. Anyway, that's what I got. So that's hopefully what, there's no it, news
2: that breaks in the next few hours before this goes live. Right. We uh, usually record Tuesday night. It's Tuesday in the afternoon. Um, y'all are great, man. I, I this. Everyone uh, talking to us online, bitching about things with us. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, but I tell yep. you what, so you think we you got guys... some new listeners? Maybe. Oh. I think we might have some new listeners. Um, if you guys enjoy the pod, go check out the, Go, go rate us and review us on iTunes. Um, if you're on some other podcast streamer, I don't know, I don't know what those are, uh, but if you're listening to us somewhere else, very cool. Keep doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, we're also on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. I don't think you can rate us anywhere on those, but uh, we do appreciate you rating us on uh, Apple iTunes. We're all over. Um,
2: and if there's somewhere that we're not and we should be on, uh, let us know and we'll make it work.
1: Absolutely, um, thank you guys for listening so much and for leaving those ratings and reviews. Um, send us your thoughts on the show, questions uh, on Twitter at No Other Pod at J- jcmax zero three at Dan Kuzer. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com dot slash No Other Pod. Shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail dot com. Uh, but other than that, we'll be back roll. with you next week, as always. So until then, oh, we he's got. Dan. Uh...
2: Oh, hold yeah. up what? I'm sorry I'm oh, sorry oh, I ruined whoa. your flow false alarm we, we'll, we'll have some more uh, preseason soccer to talk about we didn't there's really no previewing necessary for preseason but we're about to play some more uh, today they got something going on right on Wednesday uh, I believe so yes so So there you go we'll talk all about it and more I'm Dan <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jimmy we'll catch y'all later
1: see ya later fools <laughs>